0: Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Tools to Support Clients with Self-Management. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on July 26, 2017. This webinar is presented by the Lewin Group in collaboration with SAMHSA-HRSA Center for Integrated Health Solutions and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to ensuring beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations in care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at Integrate underscore care. In this podcast, Ellen Hochberg, a certified recovery support specialist and RAP facilitator at Thresholds Behavioral Healthcare, discusses implementing action planning with clients. I'd like to start with a statement about action planning.
1: Action plans empower people. They empower people to create an improved sense of well-being. When I take the time to think about my illness, and I take steps to reduce the distress that my symptoms cause, then I feel empowered. I feel like I'm taking back some of the power that the symptoms have over me. A psychiatrist once told me that mental illness is like a funnel, and you just never know when things will take a drastic turn straight down. And I really like that. I found that to be a very powerful analogy. Um And action plans, to me, are created to help deal with the triggers and early warning signs and all of those symptoms in the hopes that that downward funnel of illness does not develop. Now, having said that, let me tell you a little about my experience um, as a person in recovery. Can I have the next slide, please? So my story is that... um, I have dealt with a mood disorder for many years. My doctor told me that reasonable expectations for my medications was that it would kind of cut down those high peaks of energy and those very deep lows of depression. Fortunately, the high peaks don't last very long, but it's a wonderful feeling of energy and creativity and some decreased needs for sleep, maybe five hours instead of the usual seven or eight. And except for running up some phone bills, it never really created too many problems. However, my depression can get very deep and very dark. Um, and an early warning sign for me is usually um, loss of energy, Um, little interest in things. I have lack of interest in doing things around the house. I'm really not interested in getting together with friends. Um, And sometimes it can even be challenging in terms of getting out of bed. When I start to feel those, um, I do a check-in with myself because my goal in all of this is to feel better during these depressive episodes. And so if I do kind of like a daily check-in, I can recognize some of these signs. And for the early warning signs, I just kind of monitor them, making sure that, you know, they're kind of continuing along their way. I give myself permission to cut back on social activities, and it's okay. I'll tell myself, you know, right now I'm just spending more time watching TV. I am a big believer in mindfulness. I find being in the moment and enjoying the now. I love being out in Mother Nature, so I enjoy looking at clouds or a blue sky or the birds chirping. Um, I am very fortunate that I have structure in my life through a full-time job, and that kind of structure is very important to me. It it is a, a real motivator for when my depression gets worse and I have a really hard time pulling myself out of bed. And then there's music, things like Pharrell Williams' Happy Song, which will always get, or most always get me moving. And one other thing that I learned through the the Depression Bipolar Support Alliance was the concept of wellness through kindness. Doing nice things for others gets me out of my own head. Over the past years, my doctor has just needed to increase my medicine just a little bit. Now, with a RAP action plan, I began to take steps to create a better sense of well-being in my life. And I have to tell you, wow, it was like this light bulb went off. Rather than having a psychiatrist hand me a prescription and say in a very dismissive manner, ah, it'll get better, what a shift in my thinking. Instead, I could feel some power. I could take back some of that power that my symptoms um, had caused me to feel like I was losing. I could step up to the plate, I could be proactive, and I could develop a plan for self-care. I found it particularly helpful to write things down. Now I had a go-to guide to refer to. didn't have to rely on my memory. For me, once again, that was putting it in writing. Um, But that's not the case for everyone, as Matthew would talk about. Overall, I generated what I called was a living document, because RAP really to me isn't a write it down, forget about it, put it in a drawer kind of thing. My WRAP plan grows and changes as I learn more about myself, as I learn new tools, as I identify new triggers and gain insight into some of the other symptoms of my illness. Now I'd like to share some other people's experiences and how action plans have been helpful and powerful in creating an improved sense of well-being in their lives. Can I have the next slide please? So here's Brian's story. So Brian has um, oftentimes struggled with periods of hearing voices. Once again, these are voices that Brian realizes only he hears. Um, And the goal for Brian is to reduce the distress brought on by hearing these voices because his early warning signs is the voices that are sometimes low start to get louder and they begin to say very negative things to him. So over time, Brian has worked with his social worker and created an action plan that he's found to be helpful, because in his experience, he has found that listening to music by listening to a favorite band can be helpful. But if that doesn't provide enough relief for him, well, then he'll pull out some of his coloring pages. And he's told me, well, sometimes if I get a more complicated pattern... It, it You know, it makes me focus more on my coloring and kind of pulls attention away from the voices. If that doesn't work, Brian is able to say, well, maybe I need to go talk to my social worker. And maybe then if he needs to go further than that, they may discuss whether he thinks maybe some taking some, you know, PRN medication might help at you know, just at that moment. The result is over time, Brian's voices have been less disruptive in his life, and he's needed to take less medication. Can I have the next slide, please? So now I'm going to share a little bit about Mary. Next slide, please. Thank you. okay, so Mary has a history of these manic episodes, and these efforts have put her these episodes have put her great um put her personal safety at great risk. In the past, she's been out at night walking long distances and has even been involved with the justice system. Um, So Mary's goal at this point is to really reduce the chances of a severe manic episode. This is her post-crisis plan. What am I going to do to try and prevent this from happening? Um, What Mary realizes is that... um, her early symptom, and please forgive the the wording here because um, it needs to be that her early warning sign is a decrease in the need for sleep, a change in her sleeping pattern. So her first goal to reducing the chances of another episode was first to create a daily maintenance list. She was going to identify and write down those things she can do on a daily basis for her wellness. Mary feels like she's, wow, I'm I'm now an active participant in creating a sense of wellness in my life. She's also planning to work to create a regular sleep pattern or a sleep routine. She believes that that is a realistic goal for herself and she's learned about the importance of regular sleeping patterns and, and the importance of good sleep hygiene and overall health. She recognizes that This change in sleeping patterns is an early warning sign for her. And also, when shared within our RAP group, many other people have been able to identify changes in sleeping patterns during episodes of illness. Mary will talk to her social worker or psychiatrist should she notice any changes in her sleeping patterns and be proactive in terms of reaching out to others for input and assistance. Mary um, is hoping to increase exercising during the day because she feels it helps her to sleep better at night. And she's working to create an evening routine, such as reading a book or listening to the radio to help her wind down. The result of all of this, most importantly, is that Mary feels good that she is taking steps to reduce the chance of another severe episode. She is proud that she's being proactive and developing a plan for self care. She feels empowered. Can I have the next slide, please? And lastly, I wanted to share um, Deborah's story. So, Deborah um, has had several uh, severe episodes of depression. And it's most unfortunate because Deborah's daughters do really really don't understand how difficult it can be for Deborah to get out of bed and to take care of herself and her house. They get frustrated with her periods of negative thinking and hopelessness and as a result of that have limited the time they spend with her. And they don't even unfortunately don't appreciate that Deborah has gotten better over time, um and with implementing her rap plan. Um so her warnings so here comes Thanksgiving. That is what she identifies as her trigger, being alone for Thanksgiving. And she is afraid. She has these concerns about feelings of hopelessness and negative thinking and difficulty getting out of bed. And so she's trying to manage her depression to get through the holidays without these early warning signs kind of raising their ugly head. So Deborah has her plan. She's going to do everything on her daily maintenance list. And she's going to remind herself that it's just another day. Because the holidays can be so difficult for some people. And in the rap groups that I've had, people identify these feelings of loneliness. They see themselves as all alone while everyone else has friends and family to share the day. A day of loves and smiles and shared food, kind of like that wonderful Norman Rockwell painting with everyone sitting around the table. And in reality, this image is also often a distortion of what's happening. For some people, like doctors and nurses and taxi uh, taxi drivers or movie theater attendants or grocery clerks, it's just another day. And for some families um, and some people, family togetherness is is just not all that wonderful and can be very stressful, and they feel the need to limit the time they spend with relatives. So Deborah is going to work to keep a more balanced image in her mind. She will also consider calling a friend or family member to chat um, and has even thought maybe uh, about, even at the last minute, volunteering to serve meals to those less fortunate. So the result of this was that I called Deborah the day after Thanksgiving just to see how she was and how the day had gone for her. And Deborah reported to me that her day had gone well. She told me that with the help of her RAP plan and its reminder to restructure her thinking of the day, to as, she, as we've talked about, to not romanticize the day, that it was just another day for her. And I could just feel her smile coming across the phone. It was so, she found that restructuring of her thinking, that keeping it Real that it's just another day, not romanticizing it was so powerful, and able and enabling her to get through the day and to create that greater sense of wellness. Um, to me, just awesome, and she was so proud. Can I have the next slide, please? So, the takeaways from this are that we are the experts. We are the experts on ourselves, so a WRAP plan is created by us, for us, and it is unique to us. The symptoms and triggers, once again, are unique to individuals, and therefore, action plans should be tailored to the individual person. Action plans are living documents, okay? They evolve over time. Um, it is not one size fits all. And even after we've created these plans, once again, they're living documents that evolve over time as we go through our recovery journeys. And it is wise sometimes to revisit them as we learn and grow.